0: Beauties, welcome to my show, Power and Pleasure, all things women's health. I'm your host, Kim Billick. I'm a women's empowerment and sexual health coach, Reiki master, yoga therapist, and occupational therapist. This podcast is going to be Raw and juicy. And yes, we'll be talking about all things women's health uncensored. We'll be talking about periods, hormone health, sex, pleasure, pregnancies, all those things that may be going on down there that are making you feel uncomfortable. Anything that you may be feeling scared or ashamed to talk to your doctor about, your partner, your girlfriend, let's just consider this podcast real girl talk. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Kim. Underscore, or my website www.amala-living.com. Hello, beauties! I am super excited to introduce my first guest. If you are on YouTube, you will see I'm here with the beautiful Diana Baxter. She is a transformational life coach, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and all the magic that she does in a moment. But Before she jumps in, I just want to say I was absolutely blessed to have Deanna in my space last year. I know it was actually the beginning of this year, beginning of 2021. We had the same business coach. Actually, it was the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And uh, we had the same business coach and he put us in. The same small container. So I have worked with Deanna, she has coached me through stuff and so I'm just super excited to have her here today and we are going to be talking about the power of the womb space And the connection that us women that we have with our woman, how it impacts our voice, how it impacts our creativity. And yes, I'm going to say it, how it impacts our pussy power and all the amazing things that us women have within us. So, Deanna, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and share with the guests a little bit more about what you do.
1: Uh thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, Kim. It's just an honor to be here. I'm so excited about this podcast. It's so necessary and needed. And I'm just just grateful for you and grateful for all the work that you do. So thank you for having me. Um, you. Like you, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I'm Deanna Nicole Baxter. I'm a transformational life coach, and I primarily work with women of color And women of color who are usually overachievers, they've thrived despite the trauma, yet they still haven't really found much joy in their life. You know, Um, and I know this why, because I was one of those women, you know, the accolades, the awards, the whatever, whatever achievement you were going for, I got, I was that person, right? Um, But I just, even once I got there, I wasn't happy. So it's like, what are you chasing? What's missing? What is really, you know, so much of my worth was att- attached to my achievements or what I did? Um, and I find this with many women, right? We do it that way or our worth is um, defined through who we're dating, or it's defined through um, our children or define you know so all these different ways that we um, place our power outside of ourselves. So I really just work with women to reclaim their innate power. They're already powerful. It's more of a remembrance than anything else. And, um, and I just love what we're talking about today because what I find with most of the women I work with, and it's something that I incorporate in my work as well, is they're very disconnected from their womb space, mm-hmm. right? And that can bring a whole host of... Other diseases, whether that be disease in the womb, but how that shows up in their relationships with themselves, their sensuality, their sexuality, their health, um, yeah. So before I like start going off on a tangent, <laughs> that's that's it in a nutshell. And um, you know, with the work that you do, Kim, which I think is just you know is all womb, all pussy power, all womb work. Like it is the center of our power as women. It truly is. And when we're disconnected from that space, everything's out of whack. So I'm yeah. glad you're, you're doing the work you're doing and that we get to talk about this, yes.
0: Yes, and thank you. And one thing I would just love to add with what you were saying is like, when you're not connected to your womb space, like it shows up in so many ways. And unfortunately the dis-ease actually could show up as a diagnosis for us on in a physical form. Um, whether it's fibroids, loss of your period, infertility. um, You know, that is something that I do work with, with women, endometriosis, PCOS, all these things. But as we connect with our womb and really see how we need to, or we get to, I like to use that better, tapping into the fem, how we get to um, heal ourselves from the root cause of what is showing up. Then we get to overcome this physical disease that we may get a diagnosis on paper. So um, that is, a, as Diana knows, like that's a little bit more of the specialty I work on on the physical side. Uh, but all this energetic stuff is all is all interconnected. So uh, first, Diana, the one thing I'd love to ask you is like this connection with the womb. Uh, why is it so, po- why is it so important, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, women having a voice, sharing mm-hmm. their voice, um, mm-hmm. having this creativity and, and this pussy power. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Pussy, 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 pussy. Um, yeah. Why is it so important? Well, first and foremost, I, I think, you know, a lot of people aren't aware that, Well, first of all, I'm a Kundalini yogi as well, right? So I've studied a lot about just yogic science tradition and um, in yoga and other um, esoteric arts and forms and sciences, we talk about the chakra system, Mm -hmm. right? And the womb is represented by the second chakra, the color orange. Um, It sits literally in your womb space. Uh, Men have this chakra as well, but. For today's conversation, I'm going to be speaking mainly about women. And that chakra would imbalance. You are creatively expressed. Um, you allow yourself to be seen. Um, you're open to new ideas. Um, you're turned on, but you're not attached, right? You're not grasping, like you're not ran by the, the sex. Um, you. You find pleasure in the day to day and the mundane tasks. When it's out of balance, uh, blocked creativity, fear of um, if you are um, not that promiscuity is necessarily a negative thing, but when it's coming out of trauma, it definitely is. Um, It can come out look like manipulation, sensual manipulation, so like the wounded feminine. I'm using my body as a way to manipulate in order to get what I want because I don't believe I already inherently have it. Um, And then out of balance, literally, like you said, dis-ease in the womb, fibroids, endometriosis, infertility, um, just pain in the womb space while having sex all of these, or BDI, you know, bacterial vaginosis, Mm -hmm. which I used to get chronically. So all these different ways that our bodies are telling us, hey, right? But going back to it being related to the second chakra, that's also part part of our lower chakras, right? And so all of it really relating to feeling safe, secure, all your needs are met, just that human, human, human part of us. And as women, you know, I always say there's nothing beyond woman except God, right? And I don't even think we're separate from that, however you define God. But we're so powerful. We literally, literally have the power to birth life.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, And
1: whether or not you are a mother, will be a mother, won't be a mother, aren't able to be a mother, you're still a mother to your creative babies, whatever that is. So I forget why I was... Uh, Going with this, but um, oh, why it's important that we're connected to our womb space because of how it will show up if you're not. Mm -hmm. Right? And as far as your voice, if you look at, you know, first of all, as women, we were, yes, in our mother's wombs, but also in our grandmother's wombs because as women, our eggs are some of the first things that start to develop even as fetuses, right? So while our mother was a fetus and her eggs were being developed, the egg that created us was in our grandmother's womb. So you also get to look at energetically what was happening on, in your matrilineal uh, lineage um, along the way with your grandmother while she was pregnant, with your mother while she was pregnant. And then you also, when we are developing, one of the cells that splits, that creates the tissue of the womb is the same cell that creates the tissue of the throat and the vocal cords and your voice. So it's literally made of the same tissue so often I'll find that women who are blocked creatively, who don't believe they can um, make it doing what they truly would love to do and what how they would truly like to live or create or be in this world, often can't speak up for themselves either. Or if they do, it's just anger, rage, bitterness. It's still not speaking their authentic truth. It's a way of defending themselves. So it's inherently connected, our womb health and our ability to really voice our authentic selves. And that's why it's so important for us to reconnect back to this space um, within us and to, to forgive ourselves, right? So much of it's wrapped up in shame, the, the, the toxicity in the space, in the womb space. Forgive ourselves and really start to literally speak to this womb space like it's, like it's another being. I mean, I know that might sound crazy to some people, but literally talk to her, put, place your hands on her, thank her. Forgive her, right? So many of us, especially those of us that have had dis-ease in the womb, every time that time of month comes around, it's like, oh, fuck. You start to just talk bad about it. Oh, I hate this. I d-. Like this relationship becomes a very antagonistic relationship and coming back into wholeness with this part of you that really is your creative center really can shift powerfully a lot of things in your life.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And I love that you bring up you know, to literally put your hands on your boom space and, and talk to her. I mean, I do it myself. I check it. I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. how are you today? What do you need? What do you desire? Yeah. And, And I say, when you actually, I posted something about this yesterday. I say, when you stop and listen, she will talk to you. She will talk to you. And you know, even like you say that time of the month, it's like our society, there's still so much taboo around it. Like hide your tampons, don't have period sex, like all the things like it's dirty, but our menstrual blood one is very clean and it's detoxifying. But that time of the month is also very healing because we get to release. We get to detoxify yes, physically, but we get to detoxify emotionally, mentally. So what is coming up at that time? Really tap into your womb space at that time. Ask her what she wants and what you want to release. And month to month, if it's happening two, three months in a row and the same thing is coming up, whether it's a conversation you need to have with a partner or your mom or a girlfriend or whoever it needs to be, this is your womb speaking to you. It is time to open your throat and, uh, speak, speak your truth and heal that because yes, it, it all gets, uh, it all gets stored in that space. And it's not really a topic for today, but I I'm just going to say it as a side note. Um, there is something called, I I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Diana you probably are, but, um, genital reflexology, Oh, yeah. We have foot reflexology and there's also genital reflexology. So you could actually go inside and really heal all those emotions that you have been holding back on and not wanting to look and feel and express. Uh, So just knowing how powerful it can be in that room space.
1: So powerful. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yes. And I love what you talk about as, you know, like you said, Pay attention to what's coming up during that time, right so much of the brainwashing and programming in our society as well is like, oh it's that time of the month she's crazy It's like actually no we're more sensitive and we can we're listening to what is coming what's really bothering us or what's really you know we're repressing that needs to be brought to our awareness and shed some love on mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, so, so I,
0: I was just going to say, it actually is our most intuitive time of the month mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. our whole cycle. And like, if you notice that you're having dreams or you're getting like these little downloads, like it is our body, our room speaking, speaking to us.
1: Yes. Yes. So
0: you are crazy.
1: <laughs> you're not crazy. And she does speak. It's like, I have this, um, Uh, this freebie that I have called Reclaim Your WAP, right? And I named it that on purpose because during the time Cardi B's song was out and everybody was up in arms about it. And I was like, oh, Lord, as soon as a woman wants to claim her sensuality, I'll have a fit. Anyways, Reclaim Your WAP. And part of one of the steps in there is literally just for that day, ask her everything. Should I wear this? I mean, it sounds silly, but seriously, you start to get used to asking and listening, and she will start telling you. And I mean, it is a point of power within you. So I love that you bring it up. And literally when you, when you brought up, you know, listen, you're releasing and then be able to open your mouth and have that conversation. And even when we open our mouths and relax our jaws, oh, we relax our pussies as well. Mm-hmm. Like so you're thinking of when you're allowing yourself to receive an intimacy and what have you, like the mouth is directly related to the pussy as well. So anyway, sorry, we're going off on. There's so much we could like do <laughs> five different episodes. Like this really could be out. like three. This the pussy could be- and in relationships, the pussy. And yeah,
0: <laughs> by the way, I just want to say for those that are on YouTube and you could see it. I love that you have the pussy book in the back. Oh, yes. Such yes. an amazing book. I highly recommend it. Um, yes. Yes. We were recommended from our coach, our male
1: coach, Preston. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Which I
1: loved that he recommended that because I I had read it quite some time ago, but it was good because I had, you know, we're in different places all the time, meaning we grow and we're like, oh, I've read that. And then you come back to it and you're like, whoa, this has a whole different resonance for me now because of how I've grown. So I love that. I also want just to point out, if you're on YouTube, Queen Afua, Sacred Woman is another great book um, Mm. for women uh, when it comes to womb work and really healing the feminine body, mind, soul, and spirit. And uh, she really roots in um, Kometan practices, so ancient Egyptian practices uh, with womb work and priestess work with the womb. So, um, but yes, yes, all of that. Um, Yeah.
0: So I'd love to know um, what are some, especially from the Kundalini perspective uh, Mm -hmm. and the energetics, what are some practices that you give your clients or maybe that you do personally to help with this connection or you know with your clients that are having this disconnection when they come yeah. see you to bring it back to union or bring it strengthen it.
1: Yeah. First and foremost, I think there has to be an honest like with my clients I either you know, if it's one on one we're usually speaking about it but I'll still have them like write a letter they're to the womb or from the womb. Mm. And this really depends on if they've, are survivors of sexual abuse and assault. You know, it depends on, it depends what exercise I give them based on the trauma of the womb. But in general, most clients will write a letter, like everything, whether it be that time you didn't say no to the person you were sleeping with because you didn't feel like you could, or you should, or you were drunk and therefore you deserve, whatever it is. From the time where, um, how many times you just disregarded it and was angry at your womb for the bleeding or for the pain or what have you, or um, blessing the womb because of the trauma that it has been through that was not by your doing at all, or generations or what your mother had to go through, or there's been clients that are or um, conceived by rape, you know, so their connection just with the womb space period is very. So I start with just the honest, where are you at in relationship to your womb? And let's write a letter here, and then let's really start to look at how we can let go. What can we forgive? And really, it's all a practice in forgiving yourself at the end of the day. So we start there, and then I'll have them, and this is all in the Reclaim Your WAP, but just a couple steps for your listeners, too. Then I'll have them really do a sensual bath like a long sensual bath, like really just speaking, massaging your womb, really being with all of your body, like just blessing your body, thinking your body. And then after that, I have every client really look into their pussies. Mm, love it. And recognizing, because that's also something that I think as women, were brainwashed, like in the porn industry, especially, you know, there's women out here that go and get their pussies cut up to look like teenage pussies. Mm-hmm. It's really disturbing. And that's not to shame those women, because obviously that's an underlying thing that's happening with their own relationship with their their, their yumis. But all of our pussies are uniquely made and look different. Your vulva is not the same as my vulva, is not the same as someone else's. They are beautiful flowers. They look different. And so to come into relationship with even just looking at it, that it's not an ugly space, a dirty space, a, you know, really coming into intimacy with looking at yourself.
0: Yeah. And it, I think it's extremely important because I work with a lot of women who don't even, that are ashamed to look at themselves Yes, and please themselves or touch themselves. So I like how you even say, you know, take a sensual bath. Mm-hmm. And what I always say to my clients is I'm like, if you can't accept your body and your pussy, and if you can't, or you don't know how to please yourself or what pleases you and you're uncomfortable about it, how are you supposed to get a partner? And even if this is your husband of 10 years, cause I've spoke to women like that, how are you supposed to get your partner to please
1: you? Right. So you don't know really
0: what you are. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I and then I will, as far as like the yogic aspect, I bring in some womb breathing. So I literally have them do, you know, the yoni mudra and there's different yoni mudras, but the one that um, I love is this one if you're watching on YouTube, or you can simply just make a triangle with your hands and put it over your womb space. And I have them do long deep breathing. And this is after you've done some forgiveness work and what have you, but long, deep breathing, um, especially right before they go to bed and just imagining every single cell in their womb space being lit up with light, healed, any blockages, anything shrinking, disintegrating under the light, uh, just sending love to that space. And then the long deep breathing through the nose, all the way into the womb space, blowing out of the mouth like a straw. Even inhale, even exhale. And then depending on the client, depending, you know, what they really need, I'll also take them through some guided meditation if we need to go deeper. But so much of it is just the first step in forgiveness and befriending your body again. Because if it's, if it's you know, some people think, oh, it's just that. I love everything else. You know, as, as people would say, everything touches everything, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're in a relationship with your womb in that way. You're in a relationship with other aspects of yourself in that way. And most likely in relationships with people that actually reflect that behavior back to you. Mm-hmm. They don't see you. They are disgusted by you in some way. You know, there's a part of you they don't want to accept. Whatever that is, you'll start to see the mirror reflection of how you're treating yourself in your relationships as well. Um, so yeah, and let's, you know, not forget all of us have had cultural, societal conditioning. So when you shared about, you know, you've had clients that don't want to look at themselves, don't even want to touch themselves. Same. I've had clients, you know, the church, especially, I mean, all church, but especially the black church, it's just so much shame around being okay and loving your body. And as a woman, it's like, nope, you're supposed to be the martyr. And you know, the, the brainwashing of the all church, right? with once they got rid of many of the books of the Bible uh, to serve patriarchy was that Eve was the one, you know who ate the apple, therefore she's the sinner, she's the. Yep. Seductor, she's this dirty thing. Her power is evil. you know, so there's there's so much wrapped into the identity programming of what it is to be a woman. And then on top of that, specifically with the clients I work with, what it is to be a black woman. And then on top of that, what it is to be a beautiful woman. You know, it's, there's just so many layers of it. But I find, once again, it's rooted in their connection and their relationship with their womb space and their yoni and the pussy. It's rooted in that because that is their creative expression. What are you here to birth? And, and it's not one thing, but what are you here to birth while you're on this journey? And in what ways have you been a part of the of the silencing of that? And then you get to forgive yourself, set yourself free, and be in more pleasure, more play, receiving more. That's the other thing so many of us don't know how to receive. Like teaching people how to receive and that it's okay and to allow that and, and the you just see lives to start shifting, you know? Yeah. But what's great about what you do too, Kim, is that yes, it's the energetics and that's what I focus on a lot, but then I do find, you know, there's women that have been with the heavy bleeding because of fibroids for a long time. So there's other aspects, you know, and I was talking to you about this the other day and you were sharing with me the change in diet, mm-hmm. right? Exercise. So whenever everything is body, mind, spirit, everything. Yeah. Right? it's spirit meaning energy in the sense mm-hmm. right like you can't do one thing and and just disregard the other it's a holistic experience so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and that's why i, I my, my business name is amala which means pure mm-hmm. in sanskrit so amala living living pure physically mentally emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. and um, people that have heard me speak before have probably heard me say this. So like the food that you're speaking of, Diana, the diet and the exercise, I call that the superficial layer. It's like the obvious. Okay. You know, especially when you get diagnosis, like endometriosis, you know, amenorrhea, which is loss of your period, all those things like that's obvious, but then this energetics that we're talking about and, you know, generational healing, I say, that's the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like so deep and could be a root cause that we are not even aware of. And a lot of women and, you know, men don't worry about their wounds, but just it healing in general, people don't want to look at that
1: because that's, yeah. when, that's when the shit comes up. That's, that's the real work. Yeah. It's not easy. That shit isn't just going around saying affirmations and thinking positive. Yeah. You have to face yourself. You have to face those parts of yourself that you deem unworthy You have to face those things that you just kind of put in the closet and was like, I'm not ever going to think about that again. Like you, you get to be intimate with your shame and you get to call yourself out in a loving way. And yeah, that's, that never ends as we know either. Right.
0: I agree. I agree. Life gets so
1: much juicier and better when you do it, you know? Yeah.
0: No, I, you know, I was in a situation like two weeks ago and, um, with a man and instead of being pointing the finger at him, I actually did a spiritual healing session. And I was like, why is this coming up? Where is my block still?
1: Mm.
0: Yes. And, you know, I, it's, it's a journey that you're always doing this work. And what I kind of knew deep within came up in my healing session and my healer even called me out on my own shit. Right. I love her for you know. it. But that you is know. why you have these people in your space, like coaches like yourself or coaches like me or and you know, healers, whoever it is, because we have these blind spots and it's easy to overlook them. But when you have someone that comes and that's in your space and shows up with love and like no judgment and just to like help you along this journey and yes, they are going to hold you in that ugly time, but it is okay. But that is when this magic happens.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And I, that's why, you know, I stay in containers. I stay having a coach. I stay like, because I know that it keeps me, um, it just keeps me. Be- what do I want? How do I want to put it? It just keeps me in alignment and mm-hmm. keeps me growing keeps me held, keeps me from going back to my old paradigm and hiding, right? Mm -hmm. and keeps me in grace and compassion for myself and humanity itself. Because what you really see is that all of us got some shit. All of us are struggling with something. All of us have some kind of shame that we think we're the most horrible person because of A, B, and C when really you're not. I promise you there's nothing you could say or do or have done that would shock me or make me think you are, there's just no coming back for you. You're not worthy of love. It's just not true. Yeah. And when you start to have more compassion for yourself and just for your humanness, it starts to show up in your life, just more, you get more compassion. You show more compassion for Mm -hmm. others because you have more compassion for yourself, you know? So, yeah. And I love the way the world's changing in that way because it is, it is. I feel like this is the new way that people are recognizing that we get to be interdependent, that everybody has their unique gifts. And, um, you know, we get to, we get to be the lighthouse from that place, share the light and whoever's on the journey that's stopping at that lighthouse. Great. Right. We're just in these places for a time and different, Parts of people's journeys and and vice versa, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And we all get to keep expanding together. Yeah. Yes,
0: so true. Yeah. Um, I would love to know, and you kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but why you work specifically with women of color? And I remember the first time we had this conversation, it was myself and an Australian woman who was white, ah, yes. and Michael, one man, and I remember. Yeah the, I, I won't say her name, but the yeah. Australian woman just being a little triggered by it. Like why are white women included and stuff? And mm-hmm. just seeing from a, a healing perspective when I, cause I worked in healthcare, Western medicine for 10 years. A lot of people don't even know that about me, but I see how important it is when people are healing through something specific that they mm-hmm. can be in a safe container, um, where they could relate to who they're with. Right. Yeah. And I know that was like around our conversation. So I would just love to know, like, or for you to share with the listeners, like, why you work with women of color only.
1: Yeah. Well, and small correction. So I've worked, I've worked with white women as well and what have you. But specifically for my group program it is women of color only. And that's the woman is creator program. That's coming up by the way, shameless plug. Uh, We begin September 17th. So if you're listening to this and it's before September 17th, you have time to sign up. Um, But for my group program, woman is creator, it is women of color only. And I did that very specifically on purpose. And the why behind that is because exactly what you just said. When people are healing they need and deserve a safe place where they don't have to explain their why, they don't have to explain their trauma, they don't have to explain who they are, and they don't have to be holding space for others. And they can be around, you know, and what you were explaining might be the similar illness, so people have an understanding and they're healing along with each other. In this sense, I mean, I won't call being a black woman an illness, but I would call it definitely being an oppressive experience specifically in this country, or well, all over the world, but definitive to this country, um, it is an experience and not a monolithic one. A darker skinned black woman is going to have a different experience than me. Another light skinned black woman is going to have a different experience than me. However, within the systemat- systematic institution of what America is, we have had similar experiences. And we don't have to, we won't question each other about that. We won't say, well, you gotta prove to me why you thought that was racist. And we also don't have to hold space to catch up someone who is a non-person of color on why certain things um, rip our hearts open, make us feel not seen, what have you. For, For this particular container, Woman is Creator, we are diving so deep when it comes to forgiveness work with your mothers, womb healing, um, really diving in deep to your vision on what you're wanting to create for your life, um, letting go of old sexual abuse and traumas, forgiveness around the men in your life, looking at the ancestral lineage. There's so it's it's the deep healing work we're doing. Mm-hmm. And my experience as a black woman, and especially you know once I got to a certain age, once I got to I went to Duke University undergrad. So once I was like in those AP high school classes and I was kind of the token black girl, there wasn't many black folk there. And then getting to do, I started become, getting in these spaces where I was the token and therefore everybody would look to me, oh, it's a question about slavery. What do you think Diana? right? Like you start to become the spokesperson for black folk, which is so not true. And then you'll find, especially with everything, all the shifts all the awareness I'll say that's been happening around what's happening in this country because it's been happening. It's just called, there's cameras now. The awareness, there's there's a want, I think a a true desire for white women to be like, how can I serve? How can I help? I want to shift this. And because a lot of them are new to this awakening, it can be very disruptive to open up the group to white women where they're coming into their own understanding of their ancestral part in the play and their present part in the play. And I don't have space to hold for that. I like, we are used to having to accommodate or apologize or make sure everybody else is okay as black women. And for the women in this group, I don't want them to have to worry about any of that. We've got enough healing to do as black women within the colorism in our own communities to worry about holding space for a white woman who just doesn't quite get it or is feeling a little attacked or feeling fragile or genuinely wanting to learn, but we don't have space to teach. We try to heal. Like, here's a list of books. Here's some organizations. You know, and I don't, and I know it sounds very catty and what have you, but no space. Another example, when I first launched this program last year, the first round of it, I had written a post saying, women of color only, no white women allowed. That's how it started off of course it's going to trigger people on Mm -hmm. purpose. Yeah. And because I really wanted people to understand, first I wanted women of color to recognize, hey, this really is for us. Like we don't have to worry about armoring ourselves to be in a place where we might be getting razor cuts of racism and hate, bias, like not even knowing people are doing it, but they're doing it, right? Oh my God, this is going to be a safe space. The first person after that long ass post on my why, why I'm doing that. It's not an against white women thing. This really is about just this particular space is for women of color only for them. I feel rejected. I can't believe this. Like the first person to comment this long old post. And I was like, this is why. Mm -hmm. Not disregarding that she has those feelings, but this is why. And this is what happens in every public space with black women there. We become the ones that hold the fucking space for the people that are like, I'm so sorry we did this to you. Ah," And we're holding the space for them and being re-traumatized by it. Because I got to explain to you what my experience of being black is. I don't have space for that. Not in my healing, no. So that's why Woman is Creator is for women of color only. Um, It is not to, it is to segregate on purpose for the sake of healing, but it is not to be um, divisive in that white women, you don't belong here. No, this is a very specific curated space on purpose that there's just not space for me to be accommodating for this, the system, if that makes any sense. yeah. And, and, and that ignorance and that figuring out and all of it, that's part of the system we've had to live it. I I don't have time to explain it to you on what my experience has been. I need to just be my lived experience and have the space to be held in that. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And I I really appreciate you sharing it in such such depth so that the listeners could understand whether you are a white woman or you are a woman of color. Um, And for whoever is listening, if this is speaking to you, um, as Deanna said, she has her next one launching shortly and this will definitely be up before September 17th. So reach out to her. We will, uh, she's going to share all her information here and it'll be in the podcast notes. So definitely reach out. Um, what I would just like to ask is, you know, from the programs that you have, have already launched, cause you've done a few, uh, Have you noticed that the women have been so much more open to share and just be, say, vulnerable and not be afraid to (sighs) open up their voice? Because this is what we're talking about, that connection, right? Yes. And sharing our voice and our authentic truth and what needs to come up.
1: Yes, I have. I have witnessed that. and. And you know this, Kim. That's the most rewarding part of this work is to You're learn.
0: You're glowing as you say that. I know. Like, like, hey! if see, the ones watching on YouTube, like she is just like, it's like all of a sudden the sun was like shining on your face.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's this, wow. You see them come in. It's like, and we see them, right? We see into, like we see who they are. And so when you start to, when they start to see who they are, and then they start to like open up their voice and speak their truth. There was one woman who came in and literally it was like pulling teeth up and it's like, okay, it's your turn, you know? Or I need, actually, I'm gonna call you out. I need you to, you know? And then by the end did a whole performance, right? For the group and was like, just 180, you know? And that's, that's and then I've had women with, um. A lot of womb disease and it's eased up for them. Maybe the bleeding is lessened. If anything, they have become much more intimate with themselves, their sensuality, and their womb space. You know, and once again, you know, working with me, whether it be one on one, it's three months at a time and then we can continue. But I have to say this too this is the reason why I, and I know you do too, Ken, we stay in containers, we stay with coaches because three months is a great jump start, and it's like, Ooh, a reset, but then, <laughs> then you have another paradigm you hit and you get to break through that and you get to yeah. break through this and you get to fall deeper in love with yourself and deeper in love with yourself. And you know, it's just a constant like revealing, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I've seen women quit their jobs for what they really, really want to be doing.
0: Oh, that's I've, amazing.
1: Amazing. I've seen women, Um, speak to the person that they really want to be their lover, but are kind of playing it like, oh, we're just friends with benefits. And I'm like, no, it's time for you to really claim what you desire. And sometimes that person leaves and sometimes it blossoms them to something amazing. I've seen women just really ask for raises at work. Um, I've seen women with their husbands, like getting very clear, like, listen, I need my time too. I know you're the breadwinner right now and your schedule's this way, but this is what I would love. Like just speaking... Yeah, speaking up, and then also just women, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, who's this posted on social media? Like, you know, <laughs> this really <laughs> wearing that sexy she dress. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's sensu- sensuality just, just for themselves. I'm like, yes, you know, like the more women, the more I get turned on, the more other women get turned on. And I just feel like turned on women are, are what's going to save the damn world.
0: I always say turned on women, turn on the world, right? (laughs) Yes, yes,
1: yes, Yes. exactly. So it's, I mean, I'm just so grateful, 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 grateful for this work and to be able to do this work and all the beautiful people like yourself that we get to like meet and doing this work. Like it's just, life is good. Yes,
0: yes. Mm -hmm. And when we connect and we're in this space, like this sisterhood, you know, I really experienced it a few weeks ago. When I was in Austin, and just to have so many women that are connected to the room and share this room healing and these practices that Deanna, you know, shared and that we talked about, when you can do this in a group of women, the power is just like, it's even like oh multiply by like 50 and it's it's, it's just it really I, I keep saying it but it really is magic
1: <laughs> it is magic it is i mean if we look at i don't know how we're doing on time how are we doing on time because i'm gonna run my mouth but yeah. if, if we're, we we'll, at, we'll wrap it up here soon but okay. okay okay i'm gonna end it with this though because what you talk about magic magic's real y'all we are magic we are stardust right and so when we were talking about the chakra system earlier right? And all of us have these energy centers within our body if we're talking about the chakra system and Kundalini yoga is all about awakening the Kundalini energy. It's really about bringing the breath and the light and all of these chakras being opened up and balanced. And then you're rooted into Pachamama and you're rooted up to heaven, right? At the Kundalini energy is just. So part of that as women, right? when we get together and we're doing the breath work and we're doing our yoni steams, or we're just being fully expressed and allowing ourselves to be witnessed and seen, being held, all of that, we're lighting those up. Mm -hmm. And we can intentionally do it too. And I know you've studied Tantra through Tantra, which is basically the same as the Isis, you know, um, sex magic priestesses back in the day. And all of that was understood to know that, you know, we are the power. We are the magic. Like our bodies are the tools for that magic. Yeah. And when you start to come in back in love and ownership of the body, right? The body doesn't have you. You have a body. You're bigger than the body. You're an energetic being. And you start to use that and you start to turn on, like a woman doesn't have to do shit except sit with her legs crossed and arms crossed in her lap and just vibrate. She's magnet. She's magnetism. She is magic. She will attract everything she possibly could desire that is in alignment for her highest. So yes to more women getting together. Yes to womb healing. Yes to more pleasure. Yes to more orgasms. And yes Yes. to speaking your truth.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes to it all. I love it. I love it all, Deanna. Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing so much of your knowledge and... Mm -hmm. And just your voice, like you have, you have so much to say and your presence is so strong. Um, Any final thoughts or words that you want to share here with the the listeners today? Mm -hmm. And also let them know where they could find you.
1: Okay. So you can find me uh, on Instagram at Diana Nicole, D-I-A-H-N-N-A-N-I-C-O-L-E. Um, the link in bio there will give you everything. Also, diana nicole Baxter.com is my website where you can find everything. And I guess closing words would be: be kind to yourself, be honest with yourself, and forgive yourself completely.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you everybody for joining us today. I will put all of Deanna's information in the show notes below. So be sure to check them out and be sure to check her out, especially if you are ready for some amazing healing because she has her group program starting up here soon.